Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we're doing things a little bit differently um, out here in Cape Town at uh, AfricaCom, that is uh, uh, the telecoms piece of the Africa Tech Festival, uh, which is a week-long uh, conference where uh, the country's biggest players in uh, technology and telecoms come together. And for today, we are are um, you know talking about an agreement um, you know where liquid c2 which is a part of uh, liquid intelligent technologies has signed a memorandum of understanding uh, for a strategic partnership with the google cloud in africa this collaboration aims to further enhance uh, liquid c2's uh, cloud and uh, cybersecurity offerings which can uh, which they say can now be tailor-made uh, to meet uh, customer needs so you're just going to be hearing my conversation uh, with oswald uh, jumira who is the ceo of liquid c2 uh, together with uh, umesh uh, vemuri who is uh, the vice president of uh, strategic pursuits at uh, google cloud uh, we spoke to them you know at the sidelines of uh, the africacom conference now uh, you definitely hear that uh, there was a lot going on um, you know when we were talking um, you know we were at conference so you know definitely you know keep that in mind um so here's that conversation very interesting uh, what they had to say so gentlemen thank you so much for being with us today um i think a couple of things on our end obviously we've received and we've seen the the press release uh but it's very I think one of the big things that we want to drill into is, okay, cool, you've got an MOU, but on the ground, what does it mean? And I'm going to start, you know, on, on, on either side. I'll start from the liquid side and then go to the Google side. Um, and what, by what does it mean? We mean operationally, what are you guys looking to do? And also timelines, you know, what are, what are we looking at? So I'll start with you. Uh, thanks very much for that. Uh, so I think in summary, the partnership centers around three key areas. Data analytics and AI, the cybersecurity piece, and then the collaborative tools, Google Workspace, uh, from a perspective of increasing uh, customers' experience on the digital transformation journey they're following. So in terms of the work, there's been a lot of work that has been going on over the last couple of weeks uh, from both teams, more from a perspective of understanding the relationship, the planning side, the research side, and consummating to the initial output, which is the MOU. Obviously, like any other organization, when you sign an MOU, the work then is defined through a definitive agreement and a framework that is built to foster execution. So where we add now is working on that part. And uh, in no distant future, you're going to be called back again where clarity is going to be provided on the execution, the terms, and what it means from an operational perspective. So that's the journey that we have followed. But the beauty of it is for the last two and a half months, I would say, two months, I would say, our team led by Winston has been very active and also led by Manuel from Google in engaging on a day-to-day -day basis as we got to understand the opportunity, understand what they have as a product and see also how we can define a go-to-market strategy. So where we are now, we are moving to a stage of primarily, I would say, the initial execution phase, which speaks to a definitive agreement, which will have clear timelines and clear uh, cut uh, execution plan. Okay, cool. And from the Google side? 
Yeah, so from our perspective, I think it's important to recognize that the organizations have had a relationship historically already. There's been an ability to resell our technology and make our technology available, but what we're intending to do uh, in, in, as part of this relationship is to get uh, much more focused on the markets that we want to actually pursue together. Uh, and this is ultimately all about the same thing we've seen elsewhere, which is uh, how do we de democratize data for a large number of customers and how do we bring the technology AI services to the largest volume of, uh, volume of customers? That's much more than just saying there's technology and someone can sell the technology. It's about enabling, it's about training, it's about the, 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 the customers in market very specifically. So that's what the, the process that we're working through. Okay. Um, you know, in this world, especially the world of cloud, you sort of have to make peace with, uh, you know, big bedfellows with, you know, multiple people, right? Uh, from a Google point of view, you have, you know, different partners across the world that you're probably working with to deploy the technology. And from a liquid point of view, you probably also then have, you know, uh, multiple providers, you know, whose technologies you're moving into the market. I guess for me, it's, uh, uh, this one, I think for me, it's, it's a Google type of question to understand what is that like, you know, being, um, knowing that, okay, you are pushing forward with a liquid which has a huge presence in the market, but at the same time, knowing full well that there's probably other providers that they are going to market with. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any issue here whatsoever, right? And, and what I mean by that is, um, as uh, Neural, who leads our, our, our team here, knows, we, uh, we made a large uh, commitment publicly to Africa uh, as a company. Uh, and a key component of that uh, are things such as opening our data center here locally uh, in uh, South Africa, uh, as well as investment uh, in businesses, entrepreneurs, startups. Uh, 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 and so the way that we actually see this is, so first of all, a few points um, from my side. Um, as we've looked at this globally, most customers will be multi-cloud customers across the world. The technology that we've built, a number of pieces of our stack, were designed for that from a, a starting point perspective. So we have no desire to lock anyone in or lock any, you know, bring anyone to cloud, Google Cloud in that context. We fully expect side by side with Microsoft, Oracle, many other providers, every customer out there needs choice. So we embrace that choice. Uh, and Liquid C2 is a wonderful partner in that context. So the relationship that uh, Liquid has with uh, Microsoft, we view as very complementary in the context that it gives choice ultimately to, to customers. So we don't see any challenge uh, with that whatsoever. From our perspective, what we are doing with Liquid is a piece of that overall commitment we are making to Africa. We will have other partners over time that we partner very closely with as well uh, to bring our technology technology into the market for the benefit ultimately of customers uh, and users in the market. So we don't see any, any friction in that. It fits squarely with our strategy. All right. And I guess it's the liquid side of that same equation. You know, we come from a telco background, if you remember, and telco is multi-vendor. Yeah. You've got Ericsson in there, you've got Nokia, you've got Huawei. The whole architecture is multi. It's multi-vendors. So moving like uh, Umesh said, it's about the customer. What does the customer want? What choices are we providing for the customer? So that's where we stand. Yeah. So from a liquid perspective, the customer is leading the conversation in the need for a multi-cloud uh, environment, either for data sovereignty, for security, for the fact that these guys have a strong presence on the analytics side. So customers will say, give me the Google component if you have it for my analytics. Give me X component for could be compute. So it's the customer who's at the center of the conversation. And we are in responding to the customer by bringing in Google in the equation. Okay. This one is purely, I think, just from a liquid point of view. 
right? Everyone understands that in 2023, um, funny enough, we're now it's exactly a year since ChatGPT came into the market. And I think the last 12 months have literally just been, um, you know, AI, not because it's anything new, but because it's been brought into the mainstream. Um, so from where you guys are sitting, because cloud is a big enabler, you know, of all of these uh, different large language models, you know, AI and all of that. What are you guys seeing in the market? What's the demand like? And where do you guys, is it going to necessarily, from what you're seeing, is it necessarily going to be the AI type of use case that you see your customers looking for? Or is it going to be maybe the, I'm going to call it the more traditional cloud type of applications that we've been talking about over the last couple of years? on-prem, off-prem, you know, uh, uh, certain workloads. Yeah, how do you see that uh, discussion so, happening? So if you look at our journey from a liquid perspective, we've been building Africa's digital future for the last 20 years. And the future of Africa now has to embrace AI. There's no two ways about it. It's just a matter of where we are on that journey. That's number one. The second thing to note actually is we all were not there when electricity was invented. But from all of the work that we have read, I think we are at that moment where electricity was invented, where every industry was impacted by the revolution on electricity. AI is not going to leave anyone behind. You might be in media, you might be in music, you might be in industry, you might be in agriculture. There is going to be an infusion of AI in whatever you do. So for us, because we build Africa's digital future, we provide solutions that impact businesses. There is an infusion of AI which is going to be across our operations, whether we like it or not. That's number two. The other thing is we've always had some AI in many applications, indirectly or directly. And the infusion of AI, if you look at your bank, today your bank gives you more information about geolocating your payments. They give a response on someone trying to hack into your account. All of those engines are AI-driven. We have not developed that, right? But we've got partners that have brought solutions, similarly to Google, who are bringing solutions to us to enable us to then go back to the customer and address their challenges and needs, leveraging on AI. So our strategy is, AI is a thematic area for our business, like any other business. It is electricity, we can't be left behind. So as in our journey of getting there, there's also key components of skills, compute, and also the valuable use cases we need to bring on the table. So in, in summary, our view is AI, we're not going to be left behind, and no African has to be left behind, and we're going to contribute to the building of that digital future that leaves no African behind, driven by AI. I'm going to put on my consumer hat for a moment and say that uh, because I'm a geek, I've been playing around with the various uh, um, LLMs that are out there. Uh, but one of my favorite at the moment is Bard, because I think Bard is now allowing us to do what people always wanted to do with Google. You actually ask a question and it answers you, as opposed to being given a set of uh, results. But from a enterprise point of view, perhaps it's unfair, but I will ask, is it necessary for enterprises to have an AI strategy? Or should AI be left for those that specialize in it? Should every company have an AI strategy? Or should AI be left for those that specialize in it? Yeah, I, so I think um, every company should have uh, an AI strategy. And, and, and let me explain why. So. When you look at this historically, I'm going to use the electricity reference, but I'll, I'll come maybe a little forward into that, <laughs> into the future. So 
when the advent of the internet first came out, we had a, a period of time where people talked about internet projects and those just turned into projects. Over time, we dropped the internet. Then we had mobile, where people talked about mobile projects, mobile applications, then it just turned into applications and projects. We're in this moment in time right now where everyone's talking about uh, AI projects, but the same thing is going to happen, to use the word infusion. Being able to develop applications and software for whether it's for consumers or enterprise without being internet enabled at a certain point in time just became untenable. You, it, you were irrelevant. Same thing for mobile. The same thing is going to happen here with, with AI. So in that context, right, we're going to move out of this world very quickly, we see, from being, having AI projects to simply having projects where AI is infused and large data sets are the core to what's required to, to actually do that. So every organization when they think about their AI strategy, I actually think it's one in the same with the overall strategy of the organization. It's how they will develop every application, think about every data set, serve every uh, uh, customer, serve every B2B process. AI is going to be behind all of that. The, the goal for all of us as practitioners is how well can we, um, how transparent can we make that? Meaning, you, we've all had that experience of being delighted by a feature that's just delivered. We don't really think of it as an AI feature. We just think about the delight of, to your point, I asked a question, I got an answer back. It's a delightful experience that we have. So the question is, how many surfaces can we create that delight in? That's the core to what the strategy will ultimately be for most, uh, for most organizations. But I, so I think, yes, every organization needs to have an AI strategy, but it can't be a separate and individual thing from what the overall direction of every company is going to be, because it's going to be infused into every business process, every application, and everything that that organization delivers. Nice. And I think where we can end off with, uh, with on your side is to say where you guys are sitting now, right? Uh, maybe you can explain for the layman because it's not everyone who's technical or who's a geek or who's, you know, consuming and understands how all of this stuff works. What's the place of cloud? Like, why is it important to have that cloud infrastructure in place if a company is going to embark on an AI journey? Yeah, so um, it's very simple. So let me explain this kind of in two parts very simply. First from a Google looking out and then from a customer looking in. So I think it's important to understand both pieces. From a Google looking out first, we don't have 10 different AI strategies. We All of our AI work comes out of research and then fundamentally all those LLMs as you referenced, they make their way into consumer products, make their way into our cloud products. So it's the same LLMs that we are, are using. So it's infused in every one of our cloud products. So most people think about developing AI applications. Well, think of it in a sense very simply, if the magic that is AI is fundamentally built into the infrastructure, right, kind of in a layman sense, that's what we're doing, then what we're trying to do is just simplify what it takes to actually build an AI-enabled application, and that's what's so important about the cloud. That is, that is um, quite literally, if it's not impossible, it's very difficult to do in what I'd call traditional data centers where organizations um, have servers, have racks, right? We are building those software layers into all of our cloud infrastructure. So for a, a company, and kind of in the layman sense is, Think about having all the AI enablement already done for you, and you just get to use it. In the same way, you get to ask Bart a question and get an answer back. Now think about a finance question, think about an HR question, think about a consumer asking a question. That's why the cloud infrastructure is so important. Okay, cool. I'm going to give you the last word on today's discussion. 
Um, great. We've spoken about uh, the agreement. We've spoken about AI. We've spoken about the importance of cloud and the evolution of where cloud is sitting today um, in the AI conversation. Maybe where we can end off today is maybe you talking to us about how do we make sure that all of that stuff is kept secure. Okay, uh, thank you very much for that. So as you can see, we now live in a world where there is high volume of data, high velocity of data, high veracity of data, and uh, there are I think about six Vs that you can describe data today. The beauty of it is the investments that we are making through some of these partnerships that we have are all about this asset that we now have and how to secure it. So cybersecurity becomes very fundamental and very key. So some of the technologies that Google has built, other partners have built, what we are saying is we bring them together and then we protect this asset that is existing today. So cybersecurity for us is not an option. It's a must-do. We have to invest in cybersecurity. And it's not about at an individual level, uh, SME level, a corporate level. It's even at a government level, at an institutional level, right? Where we need to invest in that. So where we come in is we are continuously fostering strategic partnerships, first building talent and skill internally that can then go to these corporates and organizations and offer from professional services, consulting, and solutions to address the need to secure data. So that is a must for us. Because if we don't do that, the whole ecosystem loses confidence. And there are also other challenges that we then face if we don't secure this data. So our customers come back again to be the center of the conversation. How do we secure this data to solidify our value proposition? Excellent. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Cool, mate. So that's it in terms of our conversation uh, with uh, the gentleman from Liquid as well as Google, uh, just giving us some insight into um, that uh, memorandum of understanding that has been signed uh, between Liquid C2 as well as uh, Google Cloud. Um, that uh, partnership, as you can hear, that there's a lot of enablement that's going to come from there. And it certainly does make sense if you do think about the fact that, uh, you know, Liquid um, has been pushing its uh, cloud agenda uh, for some time unsurprisingly um, you know just to hear the two sides of the coin you know when you talk about the fact that a lot of people that are cloud vendors or providing cloud services uh, tend to have uh, relationships with uh, a number of different cloud providers you know the likes of Microsoft um, Amazon and others uh, but also at the same time you know the providers themselves uh, the Googles of this world you know being well comfortable with the fact that uh, their partners you know are also selling on and just understanding the fact that um, a lot of corporates and enterprises are uh, approaching the cloud market with a multi-cloud um, approach um, so it is an interesting one there but also just talking about uh, the AI piece uh, because in this day and age that is the one going to be one of the biggest uh, enablements one of the biggest things uh, that's going to draw people to uh, cloud technologies we wait to see um, you know how this relationship is going to develop over time and you know hopefully we can get some firmer timelines uh, just around uh, some of uh, you know what they're going to be 
doing between Liquid as well as Google. And then going forward, how does that then tie in? Because a group such as uh, Liquid Intelligent Technologies has a number of uh, different um, units uh, that they have, you know, such as uh, African Data Centers, which is one of uh, the continent's largest um, data center providers. Um, you know, so where does that fit into this, you know, uh, uh, does this deal necessarily go in and uh, and then influence that part of the business? Are they going to be hosting, you know, any such aspects, um, you know, on that end? Because, you know, they try by all means to be, um, I think uh, it's vendor neutral, if I remember correctly. Uh, but we will try and get the team, um, you know, from that part of the business, that's Africa Data Centers, to hear, you know, what type of developments they, you know, have been having in their own businesses so that's definitely something to look out forward for into the future And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from us and the rest of the team. It is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.